You're listening to DraftKings Network. Trying the Cooligans on our new time slot Sundays at 7 p.m. Let's go. We're talking about the U.S. Women's National Team, the equal pay debate, and Major League Soccer is returning this weekend. That's right. Plus, we talked to ESPN Sarah Spain, but not just that. She's also co-owner of the Chicago Red Stars. We talk about everything in Chicago, like, unfortunately, Malort, and so many great <laughs> memories of the Chicago Red Stars and what she plans to do. That and more today on the Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Okay, let's go. Come Bring on. That, that new time slot energy. I everything done changed. <laughs> okay, it is, uh, you know, this is Sundays at 7 or more of a, you know, like uh, sipping on some red wine. Uh, you know, it's you know? cash, you know? <laughs> Doesn't it feel more cash already? You know, that's what you love, at, you know, at this uh, time of day. Just uh, a large cumin man yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you want right before you got to go to work tomorrow. It's just a lot of me going, yeah, man. <laughs> you're like, that's the wrong energy. We're right by, we're outside in the patio around our fire pit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wrapped in a knit, in a knit shawl, <laughs> drinking our vino. Uh, but we are excited to be here. Hello, my name is Christian Polanco. That's right, I'm Alexis Guerrero's. All right, we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived right here on Football Sports Network. Uh-huh. And it's also the gulliest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You almost like where, you, you know, you, it, it's so cash, you forgot how gully you were. I, you know? forgot, I forgot to advise you, you know? <laughs> I'm just listening to, you know, jazz <laughs> while I'm drinking my wine. <laughs> uh, we're excited about today's show uh, for uh, a host of reasons, but uh, one of them is uh, our guest today is uh, the Chicago Red Stars co-owner, mm-hmm. Sarah Spain. Uh, what? Yes, you, you may know her from ESPN and uh, all this other stuff but uh no 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 it's the own the ownership of the red stars is uh where she's planting her flag right now until that we didn't want her on the show you know what i mean <laughs> but now that she's connected to soccer and also because our, our super fan glenster wouldn't uh thanks to him for having her on the show because he would not leave either of us alone all three of us we're getting tagged, and uh, that's what it takes. That's what it takes to get big guests exactly, on our everybody. show. <laughs> yes, uh, keep uh, yeah, hit, hit up the mentions. Uh, you know, uh, tell David Beckham. Tell uh, you know, uh, start tagging <laughs> David Beckham. Start tagging <laughs> Thierry Henry. Will you? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Uh, <laughs> so uh, a lot to discuss. Obviously, uh, Major League Soccer uh, it, it makes its return. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, the NWSL is the Challenge Cup is here. Uh, we got CCL. Uh, it's so many soccer competitions, so many L's. Okay, uh, you know, and, it's not, and it's a good thing. It's not a, not something bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the the first thing. Let's start with uh, MLS uh, returning this weekend. The I, I think the the big news the outside of just simply the games is uh, outside of uh, is DC United. DC United is making uh, some waves, and we're not used to saying that. Right. Uh, because they're, wait, no, they're just making moves. Let's forget <laughs> the fact that they're power moves. By the way. <laughs> yes, uh, DC United 
did some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> La-di-da. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, so DC United have hired uh, their uh, first female uh, general manager, uh, Lucy Rushton. She was uh, the, uh, a talent scout for uh, Atlanta United, and now she's moving over uh, to DC. This is a, a big move. She is now the, the second ever uh, uh, female uh, general manager in Major League Soccer. First since 1999. Yes, uh, so this isn't a, a thing we're, we're used to seeing in uh, in sports, you know, in in this country in general. Uh, so this is a, look. I I I will be honest. We don't know the 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 ins and outs, the specifics of what being a general manager is. You know what the the day to day task, the, even the scouting side. We don't know the de- the details, but I, what I do know is that Atlanta United fans, when they heard this news, were upset. Yeah, so they were gutted. Soon- yeah, so as soon as you hear that, you're like, okay, DC United, I think they made a good move, right? Because right. The, you're, you're seeing people unhappy that she's leaving. If the people from the previous club, if the fan base from the club before, the per, the, the club that you just took someone from was yeah. like, we didn't want them anyway, you'd have to be like, ugh, <laughs> right? Uh, okay. We might have made a mistake here. <laughs> like, if, if you go to buy a used car, right, and the per, and you're like, you know what? I know you listed it for $10,000. i will give you five. And the guy's like, deal. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Right. But in this case, the Atlanta United fans are very upset. Right. They miss their Lucy Rushton. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So this is going to be a a big thing that she she is, uh, I believe, currently. And as far as in American sport, as far as the men's leagues, she is the second uh, GM. Florida Marlins have uh, a female GM uh, as well. Uh, But but uh, Miami Marlins. uh, Correction, because I forbid (laughs) cafecitos everywhere spilled when you said that. (laughs) But the uh, but this is, I think, going to be I think it's. It's showing um, DC United uh, as well uh, are, are really trying to change. Um, I think their the, the perception that they have with their fan base, with uh, with the league, and they're being a lot more progressive than I think we than, than a lot of people expected. I think that's the point of me saying like it's power moves. I think if you look back, there was something somewhat stagnant that like DC United lived off of the success they had early on in MLS, yeah. but they also didn't pay enough homage to it. There was like this whole like just sort of, look, we're moving forward kind of blindly. At least that, that was the perception from even their own most loyal fan base. You know, the few yeah. times we went down there to hang out, they said, like, we love the team, but here's some complaints we have. And it was a lot of what I just said. And now it seems like ever since Wayne Rooney left, it seems like they've been very decisive about who they want to be, what, how they want to be perceived, how they want to take the field, who they want to be as a brand. And I think that's it's impressive. It's nice to see. They have, like, the... Um, uh, uh, cherry blossoms, right? The second largest outside of Newark, New Jersey, Shasta Newark. They got the cherry blossoms on their. Uh, I didn't know um, you were really into cherry blossoms. You're just gardening in general. Huge, like huge fan. Actually, Newark would have never. I'm, I'm a bit of a green thumb, you know. <laughs> You're like crime and cherry blossoms. I, what everybody knows Newark about. What we know, what money laundering and these beautiful trees that only show up for three weeks. Let's go. They bring a tear to your eye. All right? I, every thug cries. <laughs> I, I wipe it with my counterfeit bills. You know what I mean? Uh, your usher bucks. Okay, <laughs> my usher bucks. Let's go uh, you know what i had to do for them dollars uh, <laughs> i think dc united has done a wonderful job of <laughs> building uh sort of a perception of their brand now that is different than what it was before we went there 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's going to be exciting to see. I mean, not only the, I'm excited about uh, I'm I'm excited what even just on, on the pitch itself. The I mean, there's so many uh, FC Cincinnati look like they're going to be a really good team. Nashville look like they're going to be a good team. I think Austin might surprise some people uh, as well. I think the you know early favorites. You think you see Columbus again? Columbus look like they're going to be very very dominant in the East. I also based on all the Chicharito interviews, I'm like, yo, is this dude? Doing, gonna be, he seems a little bit more locked in than usual, okay? So I, I, I'm excited to see what the LA Galaxy are going to do He does feel well. like he was like, we ain't going out like that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, dude, okay. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, Sarah Spain on this show. You heard me, Glenn, right? Sarah Spain's on the show. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. She's, uh, she's a wonderful person. Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, Champions League, okay? And, uh, you know, uh, Christian and I uh, both had a different idea of what was going to happen. Um, mm. I went with uh, the two winners. Christian, what happened to you? Well, okay. Well, look, we're we're still recording this before the uh, the second set of. We're not matches. talking about those matches, right? Because I'm most likely <laughs> going to be wrong there. <laughs> okay. So, well, look, uh, the one uh, uh, Porto did not win. They did not defeat Chelsea, but it was two two one aggregate. It wasn't this blowout. Everybody said it was going to be. You and Aaron were just uh, calling me crazy uh, yeah, for for suggesting. That is true. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like nine nil, but you're right. It was two one. 2-1, uh, but no, Chelsea, they, they did uh, the job. But only getting two goals uh, against Porto is... Uh, but being able to hold uh, hold them to only one is is pretty impressive. Also, Porto, really good defensive team, right? You know, the Portuguese teams typically are. Now, let's talk about PSG versus Bayern. Because PSG does move forward. They do move on, beating Bayern uh, on they an aggregate. Just, just get by. Hey, okay? listen, all you got to do is get by. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Graduate school. Who cares if you're last things yeah. last, just get the <laughs> diploma. But yeah, they did. They was three, three aggregate. Obviously PSG moves on because of the away goals. Love the away goals. Love me some away goals. <laughs> uh, but so there's a lot of conversation of you're right. They did squeak by. If Lewandowski is uh, available, is this different? If Marquinhos is available, is this different? You know what I mean? Okay. You know, I think I think they kind of cancel each other out. I, and I do think Lewandowski is quite possibly one of the greatest forwards of all time. But what are your thoughts? Do you think PSG would have uh, would have suffered a little bit more, uh, would not maybe have won if Lewandowski was available? I think uh, I, seeing Mbappe play as well as he did, I, I, I would say I don't think it would have mattered. Uh, it, it feels you know. like this is Mbappe's competition to win, right? It, it does feel that way. Uh, I'm, you know, everybody's talking. Will he maybe leave this summer? And and uh, oh, he leaving all all, the, all these rumors. Hundred uh, uh, percent. But but to see him, uh, I, I mean, I, it seems like he is hungry for this Champions League. They got close in the, in the final last uh, last time around, and you, and you, we all know how important uh, winning Champions League is for PSG, uh, for, for the for the club, for the fan base. You know, it's also similar to Bayern as well. A lot of when we were in Germany, even Bayern fans are like, yeah, whatever the season, we win it all the time. It's yeah. Champions League where we, that's what we really care. That's about. That's their real domestic league. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, so PSG is possibly as the time we were recording this, we haven't obviously Manchester City and Dortmund haven't played yet. Uh, so they're playing one of those. Uh, who do you who do you favor uh, depending on who they play? I mean, I think they're probably going to go up against City, and I think it's going to be difficult. I am interested to see. I hope Marquinhos is available. I'm interested to see Pochettino versus Pep because I do think this is sort of that would be the similar philosophies. Uh, just a few uh, minor details that are different. In particular, I think the quality of player across the board at Manchester City is better. I do think PSG has two bigger stars on it, but across yeah. the board, 
you've got a higher level at City, and I think they just play together more, um, more beautifully, and they they sort of understand the positioning a little bit better than PSG does. But I want PSG to win this so bad, I don't know why. I don't have any dog in that fight. Manchester City fans would be heartbroken. Another Champions League loss like this. It would not be easy to lose. It Uh, does feel like Pep got to prove something, right? Well, he's going for the quadruple. Uh, we, we've talked about it a whole bunch. Look, at the time we recorded, you want <laughs> <laughs> the, the the I mean, both of these. PS, uh, look, I'm I'm hoping it's PSG Man City, and that will just be, I mean, it, it, it'll just be these oil magnate powerhouses, literally right. like F- FIFA Ultimate Team. Let's go! <laughs> just it was madness. like remember when all the narco traficantes in Colombia would have their own teams. <laughs> They would fly people in. They're similar, but oil money. It's fantasy football. uh, I mean, playing uh, with Monopoly money. This will be so, so entertaining. So we'll see. Uh, We don't know what what, what the matchup is going to be. Also, it'll be Chelsea against Real Madrid or Liverpool. Uh, And I mean, it looks like it's going to be Chelsea Real Madrid based on the aggregate as of right now. Uh, And you got to, I guess you got, you got to favor Real Madrid. there. That's Real Madrid. hundred (laughs) percent. It's not even close. (laughs) And we have to talk about the U.S. Women's National team uh right now obviously they uh played uh two friendlies uh one against sweden one against france they drew against sweden which was uh a, a bit of a shock they gave up in an, an early and they goal. were lucky too they were yeah. lucky too <laughs> uh you know and, and then yes uh drew a penalty kelly o'hara drew a penalty uh and meg rampino uh scored that pen the uh then looked uh pretty good against france uh, they look i i thought that was a game that was going to be a little bit more uncomfortable uh but they alex morgan finding that sauce again yeah, Let's yeah. Go. It was a great 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 goal uh but the, there's also news from the you know the, the side of uh you know the battles with uh u.s soccer and uh there was on sirius xm uh, our boy jason davis uh had an interview uh with the u.s soccer president cindy parlo cone uh and and she really and she laid out a, a, a you know their their side their perspective uh when it comes to you know their perspective from uh, from u.s soccer uh, about this legal challenge right now and obviously the equal pay and this this uh you we're not used to hearing this right and and i it, mean it, the fact that she opened up and spoke about it normally they're like everything's fine what are you talking about you know <laughs> this is actually i mean as much as it's not the news we wanted to hear this is a positive step in that direction. Yeah, at least it's, it, it uh, uh, provides at least some transparency uh, yeah. from U.S. soccer's perspective. Whether it is an acceptable compromise or not, that, that's, you know, we're not here to, to sort of judge there. But the, it was, basically what she said was that she is, uh, uh, U.S. soccer is willing to uh, pay the women the same exact amount uh, uh, as, uh, as the men. When it comes to the, the 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 matches that U.S. Soccer controls, uh, so not FIFA World Cups, not Concacaf matches, so they can't match. You know, they can't make up for prize money or you know because the what what is it? How much do the men get paid if they win the World Cup? I think it's like forty million or. Was I have no million? idea. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I know, know it's a number. lot more than the women. It's I know a lot that. more than women. Yeah. So basically, Cindy Parlacon is is saying that the the U.S. Uh, women's national team players are asking f- to make for for U.S. soccer to make up that difference uh, from that from the prize money, which seems like a that seems like a difficult. Uh, a difficult ask. I, you know, you're asking U.S. soccer to essentially, uh, you know, uh, like. It, I guess my, my main thing is it seems like the people that they should be suing 
it might be FIFA, not U.S. soccer. No, I have a way of resolving this. Like, just all the women's World Cups now happen in the U.S., right? And the, the women get to split all the sponsor money. Okay, but it, no one but, makes more money than we do. <laughs> so let's go. So maybe, but but that is that wouldn't be uh, the same as what the men get paid, right? That would be it might be equitable, but it may be a, a different way to get there. You know what I mean? So it, it's a difficult conversation, but it's it's interesting. There's no what, there's no direct answer. Yeah, there's yeah, it's, it's a tough like, way it, to do it. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see what U.S. soccer is like. Look, this, we can't do this, and and just and, walk into but, Infantino's office with a couple pit bulls. You know, and we'll figure <laughs> it out. You know, maybe a spike bat or two. So I'm, I'm interested to see what the players are going to say in, in response to Cindy. Carlo Cohn's uh, uh, statement because it, it is you I know think they'll it is say a big it. deal. <laughs> you yeah. know they'll say it, and I'm here for it. <laughs> we got Sarah Spain when we get back right after this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just want to bring in with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and you, you guys being Gully Squad. And you know what? Maybe I keep saying you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not a member of Gully Squad and you're wondering why. Well, I've given you amazing, uh, you know, reasons why I've told you the Slack channel is absolutely amazing. Here's another reason why I think Gully Squad is absolutely incredible and why you should join is because whenever we have guests and we've had everything from World Cup winners to MLS, Premier League, NWSL, Legends of the Game, we've had incredible, incredible players on our show, incredible guests from comedians like Roy Wood Jr. of The Daily Show, incredible guests. The only people who get to ask them questions besides Christian and I are Gully Squad. Gully Squad finds out early who our guests are, and they get the chance to put those questions in the Slack. Those are the only other questions we ever ask. If you want to be one of those folks, if you want to join the amazing Slack channel, if you want to get a, become a part of this community, if you want to start you know, uh, cooperating with some of the gulliest kit, the kit that they're making for themselves, if you want to drop some knowledge in the coffee or the beer and wine liquor section or the food porn section, all that, you got to join Gully Squad. Most importantly, if you also want to ask questions of our guests, you either got to become a cooligan, which is impossible, right? Unless you, you're funnier than Christian and try out let me know or you got to join gully squad and join that slack community so if you want to do that just go to shouts to us.com again that's shouts to us.com or you can simply go to soccercooligans.com slash gully squad in fact if you go to soccercooligans.com it's our website we worked really hard on it we think it's really nice and all over the place you'll find buttons to join gully squad so do it today all right baby we're back on a cooligans living room see christian our guest is finally here I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, last week, we had the commissioner on. Oh, yeah. And obviously, uh, now we have the commish. Uh, yeah. so By the way, commissioner is- of NWSL. We want to reiterate, <laughs> we did not do anything wrong. Right? <laughs> it wasn't a police commissioner. <laughs> right. At first, I was worried. I was like, yo, tell me who it is. You know what I mean? But no, we good. It was Lisa Baird, commissioner Lisa Baird. And now we have a team owner. Dude, Look this is what a dream. Huh? You the, get to the- own a team in the greatest sport in the world? The, uh, you know, just the wealth coming through this show is pretty impressive. <laughs> I, we don't want anybody here with bad credit. That's what we said, right? We don't get out of here. You're making us look bad. We want, want people here wheeling and dealing. And I mean, Although we don't want our bad credit to make you look bad. That's right? the problem, right? We want we want to be elevated. We want that rising tide to lift our boat. You know what I mean? Uh, but this next guest, absolutely incredible. You may know her from ESPN. You may uh, one of our fans in particular knows her because you won't leave her alone. Look, Glenster, she's on her show. Stop tweeting at her. The owner of your Chicago Red Stars, ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Spain, everybody. Hey, Sarah, what's up? What's happening? I love uh, following up the commissioner as the commish. 
<laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I, I think we should uh, at least mention that because our fans uh, can be, uh, I'm not going to use the word annoying, uh, but they, nah. they can be persuasive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persistent, yeah. if you will, which is a good, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, it's nice to see, you know, you know we're, we're both stand-up comics. We've been doing this show for a couple of years, and people are like, you need to meet and talk to Sarah Spain <laughs> immediately, okay? Yeah. So we have, we have ambassadors out on Twitter. I appreciate that. And it's not your burners? I thought it was one of your burners. <laughs> no. no. I mean, we no. would have come okay. up with something way, way less cool than Glenster. You know? <laughs> it would have been like some guy named Bob Smith just <laughs> constantly tweeting at him. Uh, so l- let's begin with, obviously, uh, obviously, just a, a couple months ago, the news about uh, you becoming a co-owner of the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, we had talked about it when the announcement was made. Uh, it is, this is not the usual kind of transition you see from, uh, you know, ESPN host ESPN personality yeah. <laughs> or journalist to therefore going into owning uh, the team. So what, uh, you know, what led to this uh, decision and why, and you wanting to be a part of uh, Chicago Red Stars history? So it was a little bit of like a slow moving thing that ended up just working out great. So I had been a fan of the team and had gone to a game or two. And then a couple of years ago, they decided to have a Sarah Spain bobblehead night. So I consider that the initial flirtation from them, <laughs> like, right. They, they were like putting out feelers. They were like, let's see if she'll come hang out with us in a more official capacity than just as a fan. Um, and then I ended up having such a good time at the couple games I went to and felt like more people should hear about the Red Stars in Chicago. You know, it's a really flooded marketplace. We have a lot of teams. Um, so I threw a party. I had a tailgate um, and I just told everyone, all right, I got your beer. I got your pizza. I got your Malort shots. I got your party. Just get your tickets <laughs> to the game and we'll have a couple hours where we'll hang before we go in. And so um, out with the majority owner at the party, got to know some more fans. And so when everything went down with Angel City and all the new ownership group over there, I think Arnhem, our majority owner, kind of looked around and thought, well, I would like some help. That would be nice. Like, I'll yeah. add some, some other owners into the mix. Uh, the Red Stars are the longest running and the winningest, and he's been at it since the beginning, including other iterations of women's professional soccer leagues. So he's been in it for the long haul and now was like, let me, let me bring in some other folks, get some, get some money, get some insight, <laughs> get some connection, get some sponsors, get some whatever. So um, I was one of the people they reached out to, which, as you pointed out, is super awesome to have someone reach out and ask if you're interested in potentially being a part. And um, first call goes to the financial advisor. <laughs> is this possible? And yeah. can I? And then after that, it's like all in. See, you're advisor. you're a you're a you're you like you have a financial planner. If someone said, Alexis, you want to own something, I'd be like, let me call my financial planner. Hey, wife, is it cool if I <laughs> can I borrow? <laughs> but as advisor's like, are you sure? And they're like, they got they made a bobblehead. I really I, I can't say no. Which, by the way, right. that guarantees no team will ever make a bobblehead of us too, because they're like, we don't want these guys coming anywhere near us. <laughs> Do you think more people would have showed up if you didn't force uh, Malort shots on them? No, I think that if you know about Malort, then you're either in it to have it or you already know the best evasion tactics. And if you don't know about it, then you're like, oh, I keep hearing about this. Like, I'm, I'll go check it out. And here's the thing. And this is very important. And I, you know, I watched a previous episode of yours where someone was like really in the weeds about pizza. And it was very useful facts. Um, I, I don't know if it clouded his opinion on where the best pizza is from. I don't think we need to get into that here. But I just want to point out 
that there's a very important thing that everyone needs to know about Malort. And that is that like a year or two ago, they changed their recipe. It came down to their distributor for one of the main ingredients. I can't remember which one it was, but because of that, it is so much less terrible than it used to be. It is still not good. But when people come to Chicago now and they take the shot and then they like make the face and they're like, everyone's exaggerating. It's not that bad. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is new and improved, Malort. And your dog is really far enough about this. My dog hates Malort. I try to help him all the time. Rub it on his gums when he's teething. He had the original recipe. And he is in the background like, yes, preach. Preach, Kamish. The new stuff is not as bad. Well, I can't believe they couldn't get a special ingredient. I don't know if it has something to do with chemical warfare or what that ingredient yeah. was. Maybe uranium of some sort. Yeah. Yellow cake. Well, it's, it's disgusting. It's the, it's the special ingredient that makes it so that Malort's tagline is, Malort, tonight I fight my dad. Um, or, or alternatively, uh, Malort, yeah. punch That's... your mouth in the balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of That's... these sound like you don't even need a, 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 a marketing research group. These are just hang no, out at a bar in Chicago. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah. The first time we went to Chicago, we went for a, a Chicago Fire game. Okay, uh, Nutmeg's a big fan. But we went there, and uh, and Malort was almost the first conversation when we stepped off the plane. Uh, there was it's a like, rite of passage, if you will. Yeah. yeah. I, what is the 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 sort of pride? And it's 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 a very Chicago thing. No one ever talks about it anywhere else. What no. is and that sense of pride that comes? Yeah. With that? It's pretty recent, too. I think they realize the power of, like, the marketing campaign that, like, dares you to hate yourself, right? Like, (laughs) most marketing is like, this will be enjoyable. This one's like, don't do it. Oh, you wanna. Um, Honestly, I I think it's sort of like um, pledging a fraternity or, like, being in a foxhole in the war or, Mm. like, when The Bachelor makes people, like, bungee jump together it's like that thrill of like am i going to make it through this and now i feel bonded to the people i shared this experience with so if you come to chicago you can always remember the time that you had malort and either did or did not remember what happened with the rest of your day it's like how latinos always like joke around about how we got beat with chancletas by our moms yes 100 that's the you have to laugh through the tears yeah yeah yeah. it's like at least we have a shared experience it's very similar to the like that part and then you do it instead of being like i don't wanna and yeah. you just enjoy that on your own it's just like that it's like i can't be taking malort and being miserable by myself i need everyone to join yeah. and malort yeah. don't find the fart drink it yeah drink, malort. Malort. drink the fart okay i'm adding it to the list when you become a part owner of malort we just want in on the, on the market yeah, research i appreciate it listen don't even joke about this i'm trying to get some sort of malort night at a red stars game like this is how invested i am in making sure everyone experiences it's the magic. gonna be it's gonna become yeah. it's malort night and it will turn into malort morning yeah. it's yeah. gonna be our jersey sponsor <laughs> like everyone else is gonna have a reasonable sponsor and we're gonna be the chicago red stars presented by malort and i'm here for it honestly it feels right that would be kind of great that would be yeah. kind of great. Yeah. So the uh, obviously the, at the end of WSL Challenge Cup just kick, uh, kicked off. Uh, Red Stars had the, had their first uh, match all, already. Uh, it, it is a uh, it, it's an interesting time, right? We we were at the NWSL final uh, that that Red Stars unfortunately lost to North Carolina mm-hmm. uh, Courage. Thanks for reminding me. Yep. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but pre ownership, I mean, that's the, the pre Saris yeah, yeah. Even even in, in <laughs> while we were in Cary, North Carolina, the the support from uh red stars fan i mean there were so many yeah. people uh, from chicago over there so the, the fan base is absolutely incredible we haven't been to a game in, in bridgeview but what's it you know from from being a being a as being a fan and and uh and seeing all the fans there 
what has been that like uh, uh, that thing that makes the Chicago Red Star support uh, uh, special and, and what made you want to be a part of it to begin with? Well, I mean, what made me want to be a part of it is just the awesome players and being like, wait, hold up. I can go see like Julie Ertz and Alyssa Nair and Tierra Davids and all these, you know, Olympic and World Cup players in my backyard is, was what the original draw was. But yeah, there, so we have Local 134, which is our official Rooters group, and they take over at end zone and get wild and the chants and the drums and the everything. And they're awesome. And they're super welcoming. When I wanted to get involved in more games, when I was throwing the party, they were like, hey, can we jump on board? And I was like, please come help me throw this tailgate tell me all the stuff i need to know and um i just think first of all bridgeview is a little bit outside of downtown so it's like 20 minutes outside of downtown so you could either view that as mildly inconvenient or in my opinion it makes for such a beautiful game day because it's it's this gorgeous field and then it's pretty wide open right around it but in the background you've got the the access to understand that you're right by this big city um and it's just a it's a really beautiful place to watch a soccer game so you combine that with like chicago fans who are extremely good travelers extremely loyal to their squads extremely loud um and then i lived in la for six years and i I like la and i like going back but i will point out that like the biggest difference i used to say between living in la and chicago is in chicago your number one goal is to have an awesome time and in LA, your number one goal is to look like you're having an awesome time. There's a very big difference there. No, no, that, like, makes, we that will, makes perfect sense. We will get hammered. We will get sweaty. We will dance when there's no music. We will meet strangers. I remember one of the first times when I moved back to Chicago, I was in Wrigleyville waiting for a friend and they were late. So I was kind of standing awkwardly alone. And this table of girls were like, hey, you want to come sit with us? And I was like, why? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, I forgot that that's just like, hey, come more the merrier let's do this and so i think in chicago between the tailgates and and the games themselves like we just throw down like it, it could be a wednesday night and back where you're from it's more like a saturday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about your career a little bit just because i think we have a, a lot of things in common right we are comedians you also yeah. have a comedy background you uh, uh did improv at second city uh and that was uh you know you, that was a, a bit of a focus for you when, when, while you were in la before yeah. you got uh, specifically into sports uh so i want to talk about that because we are, are basically doing the same thing right we, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're stand-up comics we did we went through UCB. I now we're oh, nice. working in this sports industry, and there's a, there's a little bit of skepticism. I'm a, I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. People are like, what are these jokesters? Uh, they keep editing our ser- scene. We'll say it that way. If you <laughs> so you know, I know a lot of They're people saying more of a no and, yeah. and, a yes and it's like a yeah but which I'm not yeah. really ready for. Yeah. Like they keep doing that thing where they pull out the gun, and everyone knows you're not supposed to do that, but our career just dies yeah. as soon as we get in the room. Um, no, it's actually you guys are doing more of what I wanted to do um, and I still get to dabble but I do a lot more straight sports stuff than what I had anticipated I mean when I first moved to LA I actually didn't even it had never occurred to me to work in sports which is wild because I was a three-sport athlete in high school I got recruited for all three in college I was a division one athlete I was obsessed with Michael Jordan like all of my presents for birthday and Christmas were bowls related like I was into it but there were so few women and my parents aren't really into sports. So like I wasn't dissuaded so much as it just did not occur to me and no one brought it up. Like I often talk about this and it's something that I didn't think about until much later in life. Like growing up, it wasn't like a bunch of adults were like taking me under their wing to talk about these things that I was really into. And I think that happens a lot with young boys that are into sports, uncles or, or teachers or coaches are like, Hey, let's talk about the big game. Like that didn't happen. So it was just my own little thing that I loved. 
And by the time I got to LA and I was doing Second City and I was doing auditions for, you know, TV stuff and thinking about hosting, I just hosted a fake Chicago Bears show in a class to practice like welcoming in and throwing to break. And the teacher was like, oh, cool. You want to do sports? And I was like, eh, there's no women in sports. And the ones that are either like very serious anchors or maybe like a sideline reporter. And those people look like supermodels and they get like two minutes to talk and they don't get to have personality. So like, that's not me. Um, and she was like, well, maybe look into it. Um, so thanks to that teacher, because I, I took a class in, in TV sports reporting at UCLA Extension. And all of a sudden it was like this aha moment of like, take the English major. I'm a writer take the performative aspect and the sort of extemporaneous conversations that are especially good with the improv and interviews when you're reacting and going back and forth and then sports, which I've always loved. And so it worked out. I mean, I do always have that like Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors. What would my life be if I just stuck with it a little longer? Would I actually be on Saturday night live? Of course is the answer, <laughs> but what I'm doing is also good. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel like one of the things that is a benefit to you doing this is you've opened the door. I mean, we hear sometimes from other people like, well, we didn't realize how easy it was to start a podcast, which is never always a compliment when they say that when you're like, all right, relax, you know? You can have like almost no skill at all yeah. and nothing to say. They're essentially, they're like, if you two idiots are doing it, I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I might as well. But there is something to be said for a lot of times there's fans of ours that are women and they say like, oh, we would love to start a, a show or something. And it'd be like, you guys are doing it from this perspective. We'll do it from the female perspective. And I, you don't really think about the fact that there really aren't that many or there seems to be a lot more now, but the fact that you had to be almost the first to do it, or yeah. you didn't have someone to look up to and go, Oh, you can be, you know, have a mm -hmm. personality and be funny and be a woman in this field is, is yeah. sort of, I think telling. And I think also being a sports owner as well, it has to give you some, some, some ability to be like, I think I might inspire some people in the future. to be yeah. like, You don't just have to be an athlete. You know what I mean? You could own the team if you want. <laughs> um, are those yeah. things that you're kind of cognizant of now as you're sort of going through your career? Totally. And I do want to say there were smart, talented, amazing women before me, but just if you're not super immersed in the world, they're not going to be like front facing. You have to go looking a little bit more. So especially like being in Chicago where I'm watching the Bulls, none of them are playing, talking, report, like, you know, you're not seeing any women. So I wasn't diving deep enough in, but there's a lot of OGs that I've gotten to know that I owe a lot to who opened a lot of doors, but you're right. Like for instance, like when I think of, of especially comedic women in sports, I think first, you know, Michelle Beadle and Katie Nolan, and both of them are contemporaries more so than people that I could have looked up to. So I hope I'm setting that sort of example of being able to be more authentic and transparent and, and silly. I think also what was required for that to be okay was a just based belief that women could like sports and know about them because you need that before you're allowed to make jokes <laughs> about them. And that's what I was used to say. Like I actually wanted to be Kenny Maine when I first started. I had the Spain event, which was my version of the main event. I did one for my hosting reel that was like, you know, the NBA changed from leather to synthetic balls to appease animal rights activists, but we never talk about the millions of trees murdered for hardwood floors. <laughs> like, you know, like I was trying to do all the satire. What I found was like the jokes weren't hitting because people didn't think I knew what I was talking yeah. about. And that sucked. So like, you know, Kenny, I remember used to do a highlight once with like, and he'd be like, oh, there's LeBron warming up. They're taking on the Pacers tonight. Herbie's really good. Never seen him play. And then <laughs> that's hilarious. But when a woman says it, literally everyone's like, you should be fired. Yeah. It's so, it's so she hard. Admitted, to, she like, doesn't know nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, so you have to sort of like get to a certain place before people even respect that you're making a joke instead yeah. of well, actually you. Yeah. Um, so 
I, I agree with that. And, and same with ownership. Like at any moment, those spaces not being the first GM, president, owner, anchor, reporter, play by play, any of those, the more that there are, the easier it is for people coming up to just assume like, hey, I can do that too and have it not be a thing. And then the, the talent pool is so much bigger and the space of it changes, which it has even just in the time that I've been in the business. Yeah, we, we deal with that uh, within soccer, where uh, especially, we, you know, we talk about a lot, uh, a lot about American soccer. So and there's a lot of people who've been like focused on, and covering and, and, you know, fans of MLS since 1996. And then we yeah. come in here five years ago and they're like, what are yeah. these? They don't know the thing yeah. I know from 1998. <laughs> you don't remember yeah. MLS Cup 97? And we're like, no, we don't. <laughs> You're like, we don't. We don't. It's not necessary. We don't all have to remember it. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also a huge fan of, of Kenny Maine. He does great work. I, I'm more of a Gucci yeah. Maine uh, fan, but oh, wow. you know, definitely, okay. definitely okay. important contempor- distinction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sometimes get them confused. Uh, well, very similar. <laughs> very similar. Uh, and I just want everyone to know: in the commercial, Sarah shot me a very dirty look when I made fun of Deep Dish. So for everyone listening yeah. from Chicago. Yeah. She's got your back. You know? And I and I just want to point out that during the commercial, these two fix their hair way more than I ever have. Heard, so I just want to point that out. Like, wrong you with that? What? We all need to look our best, but okay. like, there's a lot of floofing and pulling. And you know, you know, uh, it takes a lot to make us look even remotely okay, Sarah. So yeah, the competition is fierce today. All right, we're That's trying right. to keep up. I mean. Half of my hair is fake, so like I always, <laughs> I always pull that out because I always get the win. During quarantine, people were like, "Your hair still looks good." I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's never gonna get longer or shorter. It's just all, it's, it's fake. It's glued in, baby." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I yeah. could glue in a, a fade. I don't have to sit in a barber chair for forty oh, minutes. Watch some late night TV. You can glue in a whole lot of things to your head. That's and a think good that point. People believe you. Um, <laughs> I'm what? not naming any names. No shots taken. <laughs> I think we all know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, we actually have our own uh, supporters. Actually, before we get to Gully Squad, I do want to ask you, being an owner of the Chicago Fire, I'm sorry, the Chicago Red Stars, uh, recently something that happened uh, to a Chicago Red Stars player has made the news. Uh, Sarah Gordon, whose boyfriend actually is, her, his brother is a good friend of ours, a comedian. He's a, named oh, right. He's a comedian, Alzo, yeah. Yeah, so um, we know, we know them. Um, and apparently there was something that happened down in Houston where some of the players went into the stands to greet family members, which... I think respectfully, everyone knows you shouldn't have done that. It was against the COVID right. restrictions of the stadium. But in particular, it seemed like only one person really got uh, messed with, with by security and they happened to be a black man. Um, do you want to mention anything? Have you spoken to Sarah uh, Gordon? Have you seen some of the comments? Is there anything you just want to say? Because I know a lot of the fans yeah. had questions about that. I've seen comments about it. I, I direct messaged Sarah about it. Um, I was really disappointed. And I was actually watching and I was thinking, wow, look at all these players hugging their family. They must all be... <laughs> Vaccinated? Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like excited that there were fans in the crowd, but then I was confused. Um, it's going to be the most terrible owner thing I've ever said in my life, but I appreciate you guys setting me up for being allowed for the very first time in my career to say that there is currently an investigation underway, and therefore I'm not allowed to give any statement on behalf of my team and other owners. Okay, no, that's well awesome. Done. What, a, what an right. honor that you got yeah, to say that feel, on show. It didn't feel as good as I, I thought it was going to feel like. As, that doesn't make me feel like pretty rich. Um, I feel like, like there's a briefcase near you. Am I wrong? Like, I feel like there's a briefcase. You know, I, I think for most people, it does make you feel rich and powerful. But for me, like I always have opinions. So more, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> it's something to say. Um, 
Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. No. This is great. <laughs> uh, okay. You have a question, uh, Alexis. You're gonna read the first one. Yes. Uh, Justin Freeberg, who is a uh, big Philadelphia Union fan, wants to know how does it feel to be an owner in the world's most popular sport? Is that something? I know you probably didn't grow up being a massive soccer fan, but now wildly popular, and the women's game is growing like crazy. So he wants to know just what's that feeling like. It's awesome, and it's it's kind of a weird twist for me because, like I said, I was like involved in so many sports growing up, but. Um, I played tennis, like USPA, which I ended up stopping when I got to high school because I couldn't do all the stuff at once. But field hockey, basketball, track. I went and saw the 99ers at Soldier Field in high school. So I wasn't like totally, um, I wasn't totally out of the soccer world. And I certainly had friends who played, but it's never, never been my focus. So it sort of was a weird thing to end up in the soccer world. And I'm frantically trying to catch up with like, you know, enough of stuff from like the Premier League and stuff like that or Premier. Um, but for me, like it's always been about the U.S. Women's National Team and then as an offshoot of that, the NWSL, which is actually really cool for me because I think a lot of times, like if our nostalgia is tied to the men's version, like for me, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan are the end-all be-all. So I like the Chicago Sky, but they're not the Bulls to me. And with this team, I they're, they're, they've always been my number one. Like I don't have... I don't have another team that I, that has ever drawn my attention and love the same way the Red Stars have and the U.S. Women's National Team. So to be a part of it, to have like Alex Morgan direct message me and be like, "Welcome to the league," I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. like, and I'm like obsessed with Megan. Like, there's so many players that I call them instead of just aspirational, instructional. Like, I really want them to follow their lead as a woman, as a person, and as a as a citizen. So uh, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and even and that's and there's something to uh, to speak to there about just the the support of soccer fans uh, overall. Like even it, it, on the women's side, and well, I mean we've said this on the show before. Our episodes where we interview women soccer players do better ratings wise yeah. than the men. So it is that's awesome. th- objectively that's just a, a thing. The support is clearly there, and when you can compare i mean i'm i'm a knicks fan uh when i I go to knicks games or or just being around other basketball fans it's not the same as being around other soccer fans there's a there's a passion there's something different that makes it a little bit unique the fandom is a little bit more unique than the other sports yeah i'm just fired up to like use this as an excuse to go to all the things that i already wanted to but just like pretend like i need to for work (laughs) so like obviously new zealand australia is happening for the women's world cup coming up going to Louisville this summer for when the Red Stars are part of the, you know, the international friendly tournament. So I'm just going to like try to dive in, but I'm going to consistently use being an owner as the excuse if I don't know enough about it. Like, you know, I really, I I try to stay hands off the personnel decisions. That way, if I actually don't know, I'm just like, I'm not allowed to speak on the competition, you know, at at center mid, like you know, just to avoid people like dogging me for like you not having watched the 97 MLS. (laughs) We're going to have to do the same thing. We're going to have to be like, yeah, we have to go to Australia, New Zealand for research. (laughs) I mean, how have you not already based? I mean, you can't book it because of COVID and Australia. Australia's like dead lockdown, but like obviously the Cooligans, it wouldn't be the World Cup without, right? I mean, I agree. I mean, yeah, you can. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, budgeting now. Actually, our producer said that's currently under investigation. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had another question from uh, from Nicole Hack, who, uh, who is uh, obviously a big uh, Fire and a Red Star supporter, been very actively involved in growing soccer in Chicago. Who you should you should get to know. I highly Born recommend. Uh, uh, but she mm-hmm. said Grab she has. Uh, yeah, a simple question. She says, um, what is your favorite Red Stars memory? Ooh, um, 
Actually, okay, so this is very random. And I have a couple great ones, but I have a friend um, who's been a friend of mine since high school who doesn't like sports. And so um, she saw Megan Rapino comment on not going to the White House in more colorful language. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she was like, who is this lady? I love her. <laughs> I love her hair. I love her vibe. I love her attitude. I love her approach to what's currently going on in our country. And she went to a like a park. We have these like big screens set up across World Cup and Olympic years in Chicago where you can go to public parks and get thousands of people together uh-huh. to watch. And so she brought a book with her in case she got bored because she was like, soccer? <laughs> I'll try. And drenched just, in beer in minutes. Yeah, yeah. She was like, she literally had a picnic blanket and a book and sat like really far away from any everyone in case she wasn't into it. And then she started watching and she fell in love. And so she came with me to a Red Stars game and just like was so excited and wanted to learn about it. And then eventually got so into it that she went to the Rose Bowl in California to go see a, a U.S. Women's National Team friendly yeah. when they came back. Like, and now she's like all in. And this was like her little door entry into the sports world. And I was like, when was the last sporting event you went to? She was like, does Taylor Swift at the United Center count? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. You got, some, these, you got a little learning to do. No, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when Taylor uh, Swift at the United Center, but... <laughs> Javale McGee, yeah, was yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think just that that like idea of it being a place for like anyone and everyone to like dip a toe in and then realize that that they love it. It, it was cool for me to like show her that you don't usually at our age like get to bring someone to sports for the first time. <laughs> I, I yeah, picture yeah. your friend now like in Brazil with a Vasco da Gama tattoo oh, yeah. on her heart. I mean, just like yo, screaming. I'm, I'm getting her to New Zealand, Australia, and she's going to be just like head to toe, ready to go. <laughs> purple hair, just like totally. Megan. She, no, did, she literally did dye some of her hair purple this summer. Let's go. I was like, yo, Megan yeah, Rapino yeah. is in there deep. <laughs> All right, we did it again. Thank you so much to the commish herself, Sarah Spain co-owner of the Chicago Red Stars. I mean, look, the 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 level of guests week after week is just only <laughs> growing. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. I know. I Wait, mean, does, this we, get, does this mean we get to hang out in the owner's suite when we go to Chicago Red Stars <laughs> matches? Uh, there is a Malort toll. We'll see if you guys can handle it. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh, man, how, how badly do I want to be in the suite? <laughs> yeah. Chicken fingers, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, it'd be crazy to me that people do not know where to find you but uh, let people know where uh, they can uh, right. follow you and see your work well um they can find me like usually on a yacht with a monocle because i'm <laughs> yeah. an owner now yeah. um but if you want to follow me on social media um it's at sarah spain on twitter at spain 2323 on instagram and then spain and fitz is on espn radio nationally every night from uh seven to nine eastern and then Around the Horn, Highly Questionable, ESPNW, Writing, um, all over the place. That's what she said, podcast every Tuesday. You keep me busy. Yeah, nice. amazing, amazing work. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That, around the Horn is definitely, that's where the, the first time I was seeing you regularly. And, yeah. and I became a huge, huge fan definitely after that. So, Thanks. Uh, so fun. Uh, so uh, the next thing that we do, uh, this is be- becoming tradition on the show. It, it is the Galasso gift. We uh, mm-hmm. we ask our guests to celebrate a goal that we will turn into a gift. Uh, what okay. would you? But you know like- what though? She's we're talking to an owner. So instead of you right. scored the goal, your Chicago uh, Red Stars just scored yeah. the NWSL final winning goal. Perfect. How do yeah, you so on your actually- yacht? A premonition. The stadium. How do you celebrate? <laughs> it is a premonition of this season, then. So you're talking about when we win later. Perfect. Okay, so this is a gif I'm making. I have props if you're ready. Let's yeah, go. Okay, for here it. we go. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried that out of context it might look weird. Uh, I have my mouth open and doing whatever I just did. I'm we concerned will, now. We will um, make sure to apply all the context. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. Same color as a green screen because that's another concern of mine. Yeah. Uh, just like the shape and the color that it might. Okay. We'll I didn't get the think football team graphics to, to, to turn it a through. different color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll fix. We'll fix it. <laughs> we'll censor the whole thing. Actually. <laughs> Thank you again. Just so, like entire gift is redacted <laughs> it's under investigation yeah also. that's exactly right can't comment you, on it sorry it's, it's gonna be the first blurred gift okay <laughs> <laughs> so the uh thank you everybody for tuning in make sure you follow us at soccer cooling is uh, on all social platforms uh follow at fubo sports and subscribe to the fubo sports youtube channel for full episodes uh, of the show uh now let us end the show uh, uh the way we normally do as is tradition so for Sarah Spain, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? <laughs> the Google Legends!